0: Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And this is a continuation of last week's episode, so we're not going to give uh, any tips or quotes or anything like that. Uh, we actually all got the flu last week. It was pretty exciting. So uh, this actually worked out just great because we wouldn't have had a, an episode to record for today anyway, except for maybe killers. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode on killers, shouldn't we? Yeah, we, we watched it, so we might as well. Yeah anyway um yeah we're gonna just go ahead and start up the episode and it'll of course have a little bit of an abrupt beginning because we weren't planning on breaking in half last week but yeah we'll talk to you all later and enjoy bye bye we're gonna go ahead and talk about pacific rim 2 now um who let's see We'll talk about what we would like first (laughs) (laughs) nolan's like met and graham's like getting ready he's pulling out the (laughs) short
1: list for nolan huh
0: are... All right, Nolan, go ahead. Why not? I what did you the, like? I like the last bad guy. Oh, he was awesome. That last that last kaiju. That's the kind of
2: scale um, we'll talk that I'm talking about. Those bottom. The tusk things. Yeah. Yes, uh, I... Three in one. Um, I was afraid they were going to have a fight with the little guys. Thank goodness that didn't happen.
0: The little rippers? Yeah. yeah. The little rippers. I like, you mean, the ones that ran up to him and, little, built and then him. they
2: formed into the. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I'm glad they did not do that, although you can do that okay because there's a camera movie where they have them and it works but it's not my favorite that's not why i come to see i come to see scale and i got scale
1: yeah Yeah, for for strategy's sake if he had those little things and they were capable of just swarming the the jaegers and tearing them apart it's like okay that would be like
2: which is a valid strategy and would have worked probably yeah
1: strategically yeah it'd be like if you fell on an anthill in the amazon or something that's exactly oh yeah but
2: But then you'd have to go back to having like regular troops supporting your Jaeger, so they didn't get swarmed by that. And,
1: and the whole thing was about running away from big giant kaijus. So, yeah, you know, it's, it, it wasn't maybe tactically the most effective delivery method for stuff that could fuse kaijus together. But, it worked. It wasn't. I it wasn't big uh, enough he, issue. Too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was enough to throw off the Jaeger pilots and make them look at like what the heck's going on. And, yeah. and uh, side note, I just realized this when I was watching Uprising to uh, to prepare for this battle that you and I are going <laughs> to, um, remember in the first movie how Newt said, you know, I, I want to see one up close and alive. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, and he this, does. It's the he, big he, one. He finally did. Like it, it came up to it's him. Like, like that was an awesome oh, scene. Hey. You know, it's, yeah.
0: it's kind of, and you can tell he's kind of like, um, uh, you know, a little bit intimidated, but he held his ground, and mm-hmm. that thing was so amazing. I, I would marry it in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, no, I, I still think that the, the, I, well, I have a lot of problems with the pacing and the. Well, we're not talking fusion. about what well, we it. don't like. We're but talking about what we like. But I like the the end fight scene. It was it was uh, awesome. Yeah, Sands Booster, part, booster. Or they, like, weld the boots? Oh, yeah, yeah. Weld to
1: my hand. When everybody, you know, runs underground in Tokyo and the monster joins up and, like, the Jaegers show up and they're all, like, brightly different colors and they have different weapons and everything, when that happened, I realized, like, like this is it. This is the best live-action Power Rangers movie we're ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. That was a good charge where they all just, like, run at it.
0: I love the way they landed, like, the one guy skidded in and stood oh, yeah. up. I love that. Yeah. Um, Graham we already know there's going to be a lot on your list of what you liked um, things that worked for me what I liked um, I'll, we'll just go over mine really fast and I didn't actually write them down I, I'm always for monster porn okay mm-hmm. um, that's my favorite part of these movies is the big monster I did I did absolutely oh. love that I, I love the ice excuse combat excuse
1: me oh, sorry. <laughs> here are things that I like in this movie that sucks
2: <laughs> no one yeah
0: <laughs>
1: Anyway, I loved
0: the I loved the the final monster. I liked the two the three leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Jake's personality quite a bit. Like he, he worked for me. Yep. And he was the only character in I did the not season. like. Amara, I wanted to slap her most of the time. Thank you.
1: Really?
0: Uh, we're not talking about what we did not like, though. <laughs> um, no, I really liked Jake. I really liked his character. I liked. Uh, I thought it was kind of fun having Mako in there for a little bit. Um, I actually preferred the Japanese, the boss, you know, um, news boss. I actually liked her quite a bit. I think she's Chinese. Sorry. We're in Fuji. I mean, we're in Japan for Mm -hmm. this movie. So, um, anyway, yeah. So that's, that's what worked for me. There's a lot that didn't work as well for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Graham, what worked for, oh, wait, favorite tropes in this movie, monsters and robots, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Still on that ride. Yes. Okay. Um, so again, yeah, right out the gate, uh, getting getting Jake Pentecost as our narrator instead of Raleigh Beckett. Uh, you know, obviously there are reasons why we couldn't have Stacker, but it ties it right back into that. What likely. were the
0: reasons why we couldn't have Stacker?
1: He did. <laughs> <laughs> he dead woman. Yeah, he dead, Andrea. <laughs> uh, but it's still like it opens up right with him and and you know, there's that much, much shorter opening sequence monologue in this movie i think Mm -hmm. they learned that lesson but it it ends with the line right there it says i am not my father so it it, has
2: another really good line like some of us live better in a broken world yeah i love that line yeah
1: that's really good because living in half a mansion is better than paying rent in a crappy apartment (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) like i i got a genuine genuine lol in the theater when i saw that it was it was called that crappy apartment yeah uh but hey, the thing that i realized not probably not even halfway through this movie was you know john boyega in his own skin in his own you know thick london accent is much better than John Boyega trying to be, into an American yeah. accent as a crappy stormtrooper, which and, they could have just had him. Star Wars world. Could have kept his regular accent. Yeah, all British be, anyways, Yeah, it's so true. Why don't like we all British when he's, there is no English? He's got so much Bumbers. more like energy and so much more fire to him, and, and so yeah, much more like, yeah. like real. It's like
0: he's not holding back. It's he's actually allowed to be. You know,
1: exactly. Like his character was so much cooler in this one. than... it was like, you know, this this should be his defining sci-fi role. I guess he was also in a movie called Attack the block that, that i never saw which is an alien movie but you know, it was it was so cool to see him you know just have that energy and just do whatever he wanted to with it he mm-hmm. starts out like, he's, he's a guy that knows where to steal parts from a jaeger scrapyard and that's how he gets by in the world mm-hmm. you know it was I, I really liked his character and then you find out that he scrubbed out of the of the jaeger pilot program and and, you know, that's his his get-out-of-jail-free card. And and you know, even, even when he gets into that, and it could be easier to just do that for six months, he's trying to get out of that. You know, he, mm-hmm. he wants to live, like, like no one said, you know, live in the broken world. Live that, that lazy life where, okay, if I steal the occasional thing, I can get back with, you know, partying at the mansions and eating mm-hmm. hot sauce on my cap and crunch and, or...
0: each, and eating Oreos, which I was like, he's dealing drugs to get Oreos. No, <laughs> not right. it's Jaeger it's parts. To get, yeah, <laughs> it's but, better than drugs. Yes, it is, but know. it's worth, I mean, and Oreos. I'm like... I, I, you
1: know, wouldn't he ostracized. want like a real meal? Wait, no, wait until the apocalypse is over and then. See I don't how like Oreos. Well, wait until wow. the apocalypse. Jeez.
2: I do not know who I married. I'm These, sorry.
1: There's things that just come out of the woodwork, you know. In the first <laughs> decade. Too late. Like, too late you're now. not who I met a year ago. I'm, I'm
0: just not really a junk food person. So right, which is also my Doritos. Doritos. They're junk food. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I can eat a whole bag Ice of Doritos front. in one sitting. Ice cream was really hard that's, on me today. That's not
1: an accomplishment. It is, too. It's more like oh a character goodness. flaw. Like, I
0: love <laughs> Doritos. Ever since I was a girl, I could sit and eat one whole bag in one sitting. I still can. This is
1: not something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. John Boyega, strong takeaway. Uh, they, they managed to, to make another... You know, smart villains, smart plot twists and all that stuff without, you know, rehashing what they had done before. Yeah. And it was a it was a progression of things that they had already established. You know, it, it made sense that that there would be, you know, psychological ramifications for drifting with a kaiju brain. For and, nude, uh, yeah. And that he would get addicted to it and that, you know, the precursors would, would use that to kind of take over him. And then, you know, I, I still have Precursor, a hard Precursor, t- though. That Precursor wasn't answer.
0: once mentioned in the first not a, movie. Not in
1: the first one. Actually. I have that as a,
2: as a, a point of...
0: Negative. Not necessarily negative,
2: but just like compod. They never say compod in the first movie, and then they refer to them as compods in the head. The okay, I was off. like,
0: I didn't even catch what that was.
1: Yeah, command module. Well, command block, well
0: it's, yeah, it just felt like they were like, let's establish now.
1: Well, there are ten years that happen between the first and the second movie, and you got to figure with the progression of technology and the culture surrounding it that new lingo would pop up. You you, okay, you get the get the feeling pretty quickly for what a compot is, and you can even see like getting on the bridge of Gypsy Danger in the first movie versus Gypsy Avenger in this one. It's way more high tech. The holography that they've got, all that stuff. Like you, you're meant to understand that they, they live in a more stable world on the developed side of things, and the technology has advanced because of that uh so it's it, you, the, the progression on multiple levels um is happening and at the same time like you see the the progression of, of the degraded side of the world uh with with amara living in one of the fallout zones and. And uh, I actually did like her character. I know you guys apparently hated that, but. No, I didn't hate her. I just thought she was annoying. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, and, and there were times when she was, but I saw parallels to to her Genesis and, and Mako's story, Mako's, oh. Mako's story, where you know their, their but Mako is,
0: and... is plausible uh a 12 13 14 15 year old girl building a robot yeah you it's not plausible
1: you need to see like the between years like how on earth did you end up learning physically how, do how does she
0: carry the things
1: around yeah, i mean like, there's, there's not anything she's she
2: needs heavy equipment and how to operate heavy equipment. And the
0: brains yeah. to do it. I mean, it takes... It's yeah. not... Like, there's how many O's goes to this in this part? Execution. Who character. did she
1: learn from? Like, there's, so there, there are definitely she, a lot yeah. of questions. And those are the things that we're just supposed to assume must have happened because of what she did. But
0: see, for me, like I have a hard time suspending disbelief if they don't show me as possible. You know? Yeah, so I, I'm like, I don't... It's too much mean, of a jump from a, a girl
2: whose parents died on a pier when she's I, like I think that's five. viable.
1: And, and her character's supposed to be like 15 in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard like, time.
2: I'm I, it, I think I should be 15, but, but it's 10 years past. Oh, yeah. 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 So but but yeah.
1: still, it's, I, th- I think that's a valid complaint, you know, with, uh, you know, how does somebody in that time frame go from not just learning how to do this, but then actually, actually being it. able well, to do it. Well, she probably has that, that 1% inspiration and then the 99% inspiration.
0: <laughs> <for putting laughs> nice together. tie back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Another thing that worked for me, Jake says, this face was set up perfectly and no one's got, no one was like, preach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, What? Okay. so the goal of this is not for us to kill each other. I think that we can have a good discussion, Bull but crap. I do want to talk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I do want to, like, the the things that we had problems with, I do want to hear how you, like, your counterpoint to them. Okay. So, Nolan, I'm going to let you take over, and I will interject my opinion. As long as you two let right. me. Th- this do is... you
1: have a knife or
2: something? <laughs> no, no, no. This, sure. this is my problem. I think that that end fight scene where they get their butts kicked should have been in the middle of the movie or towards the first third, this first third where it shows them not functioning as a team. And then later they learn to work as a team. And then in the last fight scene, they, they are, actually they perfect they, it. they perfect because they, that's their first combat
1: and and they nail it. Yeah, and, I, yeah. There's no
2: trifill cycle basically yeah. for them. The, the cadets don't have a trifill cycle.
1: Yeah, and I and just, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think it would be like they would end up sacrificing pacing, and you know, from a studio standpoint, it would. But it the would pacing the to budget, us so. was a problem because so. uh,
0: they do
2: like their repairs after the drones destroy them, and it could just as well have been that kaiju that destroyed them, and then they have to make repairs. Which happened overnight, apparently, which is just yeah. That they easy they to had like fix.
1: two days or something, and you know, me working in the in the technical industry and seeing how long it takes any mechanic to fix any freaking thing on <laughs> <a> my truck <laughs> and put something together, and then like
0: or any hand demand to but, finish a
1: stupid project. But we're or, supposed to have hot mechanics like repelling off the side of a Jaeger with a welder and putting stuff together. Like that's just okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've got to put that into the the suspended disbelief column, and that just comes yeah. down to whether you whether you want to enjoy something or choose to enjoy. something Something or not, and I don't fault you for choosing not to. In that sense, if it if it's that much of a hangout point for you, I I get it. I just say, okay, this is a part where I'm supposed to focus less on the substance and more on the spectacle. Yeah, that's, but, that's the constant balance. But the spectacle
0: wasn't my, there for me. Like the monsters, right. I watched this movie for monsters, and we don't get monsters until over halfway. And so I'm like, I'm not a big robot person. I don't really okay. care as much about robots. And I like Pacific Rim. It's one of my favorite movies because of the monsters and so Pacific right. room, 2 so, I just was I was like "Where's my monsters the whole time so is that
1: just more of a consequence of how the plot naturally unfolded like, I didn't it's, think they. I think that about getting them back into the world and well how. they've
0: got like Amara's character Jake's character and then the cadets those all could have been interweaved through monster fights and the the growing them fighting and battling and I, I understand the plot right, that they yeah. took but instead. then
1: they would have to explain well where are we getting monsters from and the whole thing happened earlier it monsters. should have happened earlier and
0: then they could have had a more of a lead up to Mount Fuji
2: because where, that, you know, the, the movie is about fighting kaiju, well, and this wasn't. It was half about it and half about fighting... Then, half then, about fighting new drones. Obsidian Obsidian Fury, Fury was which I the, the stand-in
1: oh. for it, because Obsidian Fury effectively was a kaiju inside of a Jaeger. Yeah, but it wasn't as... It wasn't... I like... I mean, the monster. It has to be like a well, full monster. Did you see that coming after the ice fight, when they when they ripped the compot off, and they, there's a kaiju brain inside? Was, was there a shock factor to that um, view? Or? Particularly.
0: I, it, there was a little bit for me. I, like, I wasn't did expecting it. Did you expect it, it or...? It, I was like okay
2: with it I was like okay that makes it sense it makes
0: sense okay. yeah
2: because like they're talking about drones and then so I'm like okay he's probably a drone and then and we already saw him with
0: then, the the alien brain so we already know that
2: they're still right. that so it, it made sense to me and I accepted it and I was, I'm fine and I'm actually okay. fine with that problem. yeah
0: and I actually um, like that I like that but I still think that it, as yeah. the, I would have the had that
2: be the opening scene where they're like where just move everything up sorry yeah where like that's <laughs> this that's, is that's, the like, thing I they, have oh, two men here who are very see listeners totally talking about
0: over me. <laughs>
2: Mako would die in a fight Sorry, in a Jäger. Sorry,
1: do you hear Jaeger. something? No, no, no. oh <laughs> Mako would up. die
2: in a Jäger like she's supposed to because she's a Jäger pilot. She finally Instead of to an, an airplane, a helicopter.
1: helicopter. She doesn't go through the typical military process of being so successful that they end up giving her rank advancements, and now she gets to do clerical work and then die during a pointless ceremony in a helicopter. It's okay. not. It's <laughs> not. A, it's not a satisfying arc.
0: So okay. So my thing with this is, I like the drones. I like the alien in the drone. I like the. I like it. how the drone or the alien robots, the robots turn into kind of kaiju. But my thing is, they should have had that all the way throughout with kaiju fighting. I mean, this movie is supposed to be a step up in excitement for. From the first movie and there's not enough monster action and i feel like it's just too far delayed um me personally I, and uh,
1: i d- can't really say that i got a counterpoint for that just because it's not something that registers on the give a crap of meter for me because <laughs> I, st- I still think that they delivered plenty of plenty of spectacle and character and development and as far as the whole cadets thing um mm. i i see some validity in that and i feel like that that was maybe not necessarily a swing and a miss, but they they struck out twice before you know making connection with the ball, as it were. Um, think of Stranger Things, the first season. It's it's we haven't seen the third season yet. I'm not going to say anything about the third season. Okay. Um, well, I might mention something here just to, to kind of illustrate the point, but I'm not going to give anything away uh, as far as the plot goes. But they were they were reaching three different audiences with the first season. They had the middle grade audience. with yeah, the, with the main characters being middle the, grade. The D&D kids. And then yeah. they had the YA audience with Steve and, and Nancy um, and Jonathan. Yeah. And then you have the adult audience with Hopper and Joyce. Mm-hmm. That carries on into the second season. And one of the things that I finally realized didn't work for me so much with the third season was the, the middle grade element is gone specifically because those kids have grown they're up they're too in, big yeah no. they filled in the, the YA segment and then yeah. you know Jonathan and Nancy and Steve are all you know in the workforce now they're yeah, part they're of adults. the adult story yeah.
0: and, and you don't have somebody new to bring into the
1: it, it, yeah nothing to fill that void and I, I realize now that that was part of what made the, the first two seasons so enjoyable well I think what they were trying to do with Pacific Rim Uprising was, was to try to give different cross sections of the audience something to latch on to because the first one was a very much uh, a grown that movie, I hesitate to say adult movie because that it
2: has is, connotations it, Yes, this it is was not, way this adult.
1: Not what was in this movie, but you know, so, <laughs> but an uprising. You know, well, there dude, is a, there is a, a, a pregnant kaiju. There is a pregnant. They didn't show haiju. us how it became pregnant. That's why it's <laughs> not <thought laughs> that kind of movie. But the, the point is, showing the cadets and having them come from all over the place and, and all that stuff was to was to kind of show like, oh yeah, this is a movie for you guys too, for the for the teens too and stuff, and it. It didn't become relevant until the third act. Like it gave Amara a place to land. You know, she was. She yeah, was but she should head. have been in Scrapper, and because that she, was her character. And that was the, was the other thing
2: is like, yeah, she doesn't pilot Scrapper at the end.
1: That I, was disappointing. I've got a us. completely different point to bring up on on Scrapper when the time comes for us to have that discussion. But the, you know, ultimately, I I think that the the cadets were there to serve a technical purpose and not necessarily a character purpose but, outside of okay with that I argument that, this makes is the fit.
0: second movie in a series so mm-hmm. they should have if they wanted to bring that audience in, they should have started that in the first mm-hmm. which is why having two different screenwriters makes it a problem this, you know?
1: this makes it a casualty of why this movie was created in the first place and that's because you know when Pacific Rim came out in 2013 it was a surprise at
0: how well it did internationally it, it
1: did, yeah I it did it made more money overseas especially in China yeah. and so you know that's why was, well they was, were targeting Chinese and was a stronger Chinese presence, especially with the characters in this one. They they wanted Xiao to fill the role that Mako mm-hmm. uh fulfilled in the first one. So she had a bigger role. And that's what this is where I'm going to make my point with Scrapper. So the character of Jules, the the girlfriend to uh Ranger Lambert to Scott Eastwood. She's uh, oh yeah she's cute. She's she's a mechanic mm-hmm. and she works you know, on the on the um I guess the off, he's cute office side of thing Eastwood. So oh that's right. Yeah okay. Okay. You know, Clint Eastwood's kid. Um, you know, she doesn't really serve a, a purpose to the story beyond she you know gives gives Jake, jake somebody to flirt with you know, so, yeah something to, to have a beef over yeah. um my thinking was that when Scrapper entered the fight i expected her to be the one controlling it then uh, oh
0: it, yeah that actually would have given it her purpose it would have made more sense because yeah. when
1: they were rebuilding the Jaegers, jake told amara hey go she's going to you know he laid put, the foundation basically. Yeah she's she's good at making Jaegers out of junk, so go help Jules and, and stuff. And then they they put one of these remote control modules inside Scrapper and it's like well w- wouldn't it make more sense for the mechanic and military person, which was Jules. Yeah. Who had, you know, was in the command room and saw she's the got the experience. And, and would have the experience would know versus the CEO of this massive tech company who yeah. decided to donate. Like when I found out that it was Shao controlling it, I was like, you've kind of already had your contribution to the story here. Yeah. And Jules is still sitting back in the in the command center doing nothing. Like I expected that to be Jules. Yeah. And right. then she that was, would get her in the fight. Right. That would that would show her expertise, her her yeah, uh, yeah. Her skills. have give her a purpose to be in the show. Yeah. She really did nothing else in yeah. this like that That's disappointing. You know, I was Good thinking point. about it later and I was like, yeah, it shouldn't have been the billionaire inventor chick. Yeah.
0: It should have been the mechanic. Yeah, I wish it would have been Amara because her whole thing was I'm gonna pilot Scrapper and
1: that was her personal, you know, like at the very was, beginning, yeah. well, it she was wouldn't less, let anyone
2: else pilot it. She, she, she
1: wouldn't, technique. but it was less about Scrapper and more about I need to be a Jaeger pilot to fight the Kaijus when they come back and yeah. they got her into that and then she that's ended true. up she ended up replacing yeah. Nate Lambert in freaking Gypsy Avenger and like yeah. the, the spearhead. That's
0: true, that's more of an Jaeger. upgrade for
1: her. Yeah, so it, it wasn't so much about Scrapper as much as it was like I need to get in there and fight these things myself. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. That's a good point. See, I told you he'd be able to point out things. No, that that's a good point. Yeah, but, like, but either way, we point. all
2: agree that yeah. Xiao was very unsatisfying to uh-huh. be the one piloting. She's pretty,
0: but
1: she should not have been piloting.
0: And, and I think that that was again a nod for them to. They bring did a another. decent
1: job yeah. of like doing some slight. Slate of hands, slate, but slate not hand, enough whatever. for me to have noticed until you tell me, and then I'll be like, "Oh well, yeah." With, with <laughs> her, like you kind of, you kind of set it up. They set it up to where she was supposed, like you were supposed to think she was the bad guy. You are supposed to think that she was behind it. That's right. And yeah. Then, like her, because everybody goes to
0: chase her down, and it's like a ha ha.
1: <laughs> you know, and and her change in tone, like once she realized it was her tech that was being used, like I guess is understandable, but still a little bit sudden. Like she went from being this hard, straight laced, I only speak Mandarin to, oh, he was using my stuff. I speak English now. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, but but it was at least justified. But then, like once once they put her in command on Scrapper, is like this this isn't your arena necessarily. Like this isn't what you've come here to do story wise and yeah. character wise. Like you've you've had your arc, you've you've got your role to play in this. And again, it goes back to just you like, should have been Jules piloting Scrapper. There you know Jules in the fight.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nolan, any other um, things? Tons. Why? <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. I'll I've already brought up new. the ones that bother me the most: the, the um, lack of monsters throughout. That um, the how they figured out
2: where they were going when nobody else during the whole first war could <laughs> go into Mount Fuji is like okay, no one else thought of that the whole time.
0: Well, that was, and that's kind of like a. I bet
1: Newt thought of it.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I mean, and who thought of it? Jake
1: noticed it. I
0: think. Yeah.
2: Um, and,
0: was it Jake? Yeah, Jake, Jake is when they...
2: He's were, like, wait a second, maybe they're all going to the same place for one. Well,
1: we he said, do. let's look at it differently. And that was because of, of what Nate had said to him earlier. He's like, we don't know that we've really defeated an enemy until we know what they're, yeah, objective. they're yeah, yeah. and, and, so and that, But
0: that's the problem, is you can't thread that in with a different screenwriter. I mean, it's kind of like what they did with Star Wars. If, if anyone were going to figure that and, out, you know, which I'm
2: fine with them figuring it out, it should have been whatever Scientist guy was the other one.
0: Dude.
1: Um. Newt or Herman.
0: Herman.
2: Well, that's Herman, more of his arena, like the timing of Oh, them, that's right. Herman was one like he who's that. predicting, predicting the strength
1: of them yeah, and when and they would. Instead come. they made yeah. him
2: an aerospace engineer.
1: Well, and designing
2: maybe, boosters. Maybe that's yeah. where
1: you know um, you, you kind of get characters that are that are shoehorned into a certain mindset. You know, Newt had, for example, drifted with the kaiju brain and he told them what they were trying to do, that they were there to try to terraform and that the kaijus were just there to send, you know, sent there to clean out the vermin, which was humanity. And based on the fact that this dude drifted with a kaiju brain and that they have a hive mind and that that's what he learned they probably never figured that they needed to challenge that assertion and then nate says well we don't know what their real objective was well obviously like historically you would have had an idea what their objective was if it was just to clear out humanity and terraform the planet but then they figured out it wasn't just about coming out to clear out the cities it was just they they came into those areas and then they were supposed to go from those cities toward Mount Fuji which didn't make sense because at the first maybe in they didn't you know. have a direction they were just attacking well and then they were as coming they were opinion. coming out of the pacific and, and then going toward two cities. different places right yeah. yeah. like where where was even where was the Alaska? Breach? The breach was in, in the, Pacific. It was in the um, Pacific, but they didn't. They didn't. Say it was where. in the Pacific of Pacific Rim. They. Yes. They didn't. But they but didn't they were where. not where.
0: Specific. Yes. About where in the <laughs> They're <laughs> not. But that like you but, know, like attack. Attack. Alaska.
2: Attack. Uh, uh, you know. Attacked, you know, like they. They. They go out from there, not in. Not yeah. towards. The and they, they'd always be coming out and going in a specific yeah, direction. Well,
1: Japan, Japan never got attacked. Well, no, that's not true. Mako. You know, she her, got yeah, her family got attacked and like the only Japanese Jaeger in there was Hong Kai- Kong was
0: the where the first Kaiju attacked. Wasn't it? No, no, it was. It was San it Francisco. Was San
1: Francisco. Oh, it was San Francisco. They hit, okay, they
0: hit the Golden Gate Bridge, and but then... it was Hong Kong when they were working on the bridge when they went and got Raleigh because
2: yes. like, it broke through the yeah wall the Shatterdome in Hong is Kong. in Hong Kong. That's where they're the houses.
1: Shatterdome's domes in Hong Kong. When when Raleigh was working on the wall in Alaska, they saw the Kaiju break through the wall in Australia. In Australia. That's right, and, and, that's, it, and that's it was true, right, right after weekend. they like a day before they were going to decommission. Jeez, I feel out, like but... such a geek. This is making me want to watch the movie again. Like I love Pacific Rim. Yeah, so it's again like this is. I think you've got some some legitimate complaints digging deep into the differences between screenwriters because like oh well they were always going towards Mount Fuji from the oh. rim and it's like no they were coming out of the water and going towards land yeah mm-hmm. yeah sure that's a flaw and, and I wouldn't necessarily have a counterpoint to that I, I it just goes
0: well back and to it's it. not something that's big enough for me to, to ruin a movie you know like no but it's like just that like these kind even, of like yeah.
2: details that this kind of add up where it's like no that's not what was happening that's not their motivation I mean well, I know you want to have a motivation that you discover in this but that's not what was that's well, not the well, pattern in the first minute so
1: unless you're like playing 19th dimensional chess and you're and you're expecting the audience to to do so much story crafting on their own. just yes,
0: extrapolate from a little bit yeah, of information. Yeah, that they would think yeah. that,
1: well, if the whole idea was to stick a bunch of kaijus and glue them together and then drop them in Mount Fuji and nuke the whole freaking world, yeah, then, yeah, you'd have to send them out one at a time to clear all the cities out that are on the Pacific Rim and then drop 100 kaijus in and then have them all swim towards Mount Fuji and jump inside, which still doesn't make a whole ton of sense. So, <laughs> you know, it, And if, why Mount Fuji? Actually, I know why Mount he, Fuji. He said the rare earth metal. Yeah. So if, if mm-hmm. that was the point, Sure, get us there, but the way that they explained it had some technical flaws. Sure, yeah. I, I can accept that. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, the, the scientists fighting the security guys in the elevator. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes,
1: like, yes. all of a sudden, you become, like, blind fairy with that cane. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: scientists working outside their discipline, which I said, he's a mathematician, not an aerospace engineer. He wouldn't have been designing kaiju boosters, but whatever. Yeah, even I,
0: ten, well, 10 years might have given him, him enough time to learn switch. It, get another PhD. Yeah, it, it would chemistry? be chemistry. Yeah, no yeah, problem.
1: It's chemistry and mathematics. Are... Uh,
0: opening the breach and from that side. I like, but they
2: shouldn't have equipped those drones with breach-opening lasers on their chests. That was a mistake.
1: Well, and that, <laughs> that goes under where he was telling Shaw, like Newt was telling Shaw, like thirty-eight percent of your company is automated. automated. Yeah. And so and don't even I, what's I can make things happen that you didn't yeah. even know about. And he so does, they, they might <laughs> They were putting equipment in these drones that he might have just said, "Oh, this is a secondary power core or something," and and then all of a sudden, like, "Oh, whoops, nope, this will open the breach all over the place." Yeah, which I like.
2: I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. I like, but I just, I was like... "Mm." It
1: does seem like, as as we debate this stuff, it does seem like there was a lot of uh, stuff that was either overlooked by the screenwriter or that you were meant to draw out later, which, in a movie like this, how much do you want to make the audience
0: think yeah it's
2: not it's not a cerebral
0: um (laughs) okay so there wasn't one other thing newt i'm fine with him being the one who betrays but i think they should have done a better job foreshadowing that his personality didn't change just him being affected changed like the alien takes over a few times and it newt from the first movie he was he helped us win you know Mm -hmm. and in this movie he's the one who yeah i don't feel like he's tortured enough but yeah he has like one scene
2: where he's like they're too strong but i don't
0: yeah yeah, but he goes home and he's like hey honey i'm home and it's him you know Mm -hmm. and it's not him being possessed and so yeah i like i felt like they could have made him i was just i was very frustrated the first time i watched i was like that's not newt you know Mm -hmm. like that's not the way he would have been but then they did have a couple of takeover points i just felt like they could have I don't know. I would have believed Hannibal Chow uh, over. it's yeah. a
1: mention. Yeah, but you know I we know can't get him. Ron Perlman. I to know. Toro's
0: great. He's such a great actor. If they like
1: could, we would have had Hellboy 3 and not the Abomination from this year. <laughs> anyway. But um, I, I do
0: love the
2: ice. Uh, back to thing, That I
1: ice scene, beautiful. Yeah, Aesthetically, it was, beautiful. Beautiful. it was
2: fantastic. Um, kaiju in japan thank you very much yeah I'm uh, Gun- <laughs> gundam gundam unicorn was in there. Yeah,
0: the gundam statue did you see you you know he. You know okay yeah whatever Obvious. i'm like no one's like look look like i'm like what am i looking at and he's like <laughs> oh, it's a gundam <laughs> so, what do you mean what
1: am i looking at he stops it rewinds it, and he's like look and i'm like look at, like, <laughs> look at so the it's, oh look at all this yes so i have
2: a like 80 plus
1: it's simultaneously it's, okay, our, don't. our best Power Ranger movie and our best Gundam movie. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know the
0: difference. He's tried to show me. He's like, sometimes they oh, have these things, and, and sometimes and and like I'm Gundam. like, I have
1: no idea. I mean, there are like 18 different Gundam animes, but they all look like Gundams. Like, they just look
0: like robots to me, okay? <sighs> they all look alike. Bro, I Ouch. feel your pain. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I'm going to rain Nolan and... Graham back in (laughs) they just went on a really long tangent (laughs) so something another thing that I thought was this is not like a gripe that made me hate the movie but I was like wait a second Everyone is secured in underground bunkers. You are clear to engage. Yeah, everyone, everyone in the city with millions. You watch like five people get on the underground this is, bunker. This
1: is Japan. Everybody in Japan has an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, and this is Japan um, in the future you got some <laughs> well, Skynet towers. You can tell. Yeah, where but we
0: watched is. people not getting into the bunkers. Um, well, he doesn't count.
2: <laughs> um, Seoul, Korea can clear the streets in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, can well, they?
0: They've got a. That's impressive.
2: To practice. They practice. <laughs> that is impressive. That's really impressive. They're anyway, so they don't even know.
0: Okay, it. so they should have foreshadowed that.
2: I'll Just kidding, it's not that. a big My deal My sister-in-law
1: to me. lives in Seoul.
2: It's quick. I don't remember how fast it was, but it
0: I was like, I mean, I believe you, but that's really Ooh. fast. But yeah. was, we can ask um, Tyler. My brother-in-law was right over now, there was. Yeah. during the war. The war. And While he was in the military. <laughs> I guess, no, I guess it's not here. Did they finally sign it? Anyway, yeah. They, how many times have they signed? I don't know. Okay. I think we should stop believing them. Um. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> That's that's though those are my only the main the only like the little things. There's a couple of things that no one's brought up that didn't bother me. Like kind of like Grandma's like I'm like it doesn't really bother me that that's. I that think I, it's the accumulation of some of the
2: details. It just felt cl- like a, a clumsy continuation.
0: Well, we like Guillermo del Toro did write a screenplay and they they rejected, rejected it, it yeah. and so somebody they had new people write this one. Um, and I think it, I mean did he did produce different it. Different it, it. It like did in certain ways
1: in certain total ways.
0: So here's how I feel. I think that this one should have been the first movie. And then the second, the first one be the second, in the way of monster action. Because the first one, having it
1: have oh, a little okay.
0: bit and then have it lead yeah, up to, it, it, and it then increase, the big, increase. and then the second one, have it be full of monster action. Right. That makes sense. That. And that would have been fine, because then they could have given us time to be introduced to the cadets, you know, and have them be throughout the whole thing instead of just in the second movie. You know? Can
1: we all agree, though, and I'm going to pitch this question to the class, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. that having Gypsy barrel out of the sky towards this kaiju like a big giant flying Superman Jaeger from space was the awesomest visual spectacle of this movie where it's um, flying and my favorite visual was the I'm sorry the the kaiju <laughs> my favorite part was a giant Jaeger flying into that thing kaiju. like Superman I, I, like yeah, no, I like the robot
0: landing sliding in yeah those parts just
1: I made know, me those are cool and everything but like yeah. the, when when they like I... welded the rocket to a Gypsy's hand Gypsy was flying and everything and then they're like trying to stabilize but then as they, they get her flying and then they put the hands, hands out in front up. as like Gypsy Superman is going to be the name of the Jaeger in the third movie uh,
2: there uh, better my better f- movie my favorite was actually just when the thing finished fusing and it was coming up uh, the and, like, smoke the and smoke the dust and everything and The, I the thought shadows
0: that, was, that yeah that was an epic I jingle. was like I was like awesome.
2: we those guys are screwed and they're like we're screwed and I was like I felt like they did that perfectly yeah.
1: and you yeah. can hear Rita Repulsa up on the moon <laughs> saying make my monster grow.
0: Uh, I did actually like it when the kaiju went up to Newt. Like, that shows the scale.
1: Like, that was really awesome. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the relationship, too. Well, and that even though though they're using him and to some degree he's complying, they're still like, we don't like you.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not friends. No, 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 no. They'll destroy him just as fast as they would. Maybe not as fast because he's getting them. them, Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much all for me yeah. that didn't work.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm fine with the whole premise of this, like opening the breach from this side and like the the drones and then the drones and the betrayal. Yeah, uh, I just felt like it was just clumsily handled. Like the 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 whoever had the reins of this thing was wasn't as talented as the first team of people. Whoever wasn't as talented as Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, like he had the vision <laughs> and like he him. maintained it throughout better than in the second. Movie. That's my that's my ultimate feeling. So this kind of it was OK, but it fell flat compared to the first one, just because I just don't think
0: it was as tightly um, produced and like the story is not as clean. It did get out. only five out of 10 and the first one got like seven or six point eight out of 10.
1: Yeah. And that's just I, I think a lot of our differences then at this point come down to uh, you know, subjective perception versus like the objective defensibility of of how this movie came together, the the component parts that added it up. And I don't, I don't disagree with, you know, all the points you guys have, have they made. just didn't
0: weren't as they, much of a negative didn't, for you they didn't
1: bother me you know this was a movie that i've been looking forward to for a couple of years I was, we, watching, oh, excuse we me was we me. watched we pacific rim
0: like in the theater I was, and we were i, I yes so like the, i cried i was so that sad came
1: out was char was <laughs> out of town actually and uh, i had to like take a test to try to like get a certification for a computer program that would have gotten me out of my trucking job and i bombed that test which really made me mad but i was like you know what I'm going to feel a lot better if I go see Pacific Rim, and it, I could see it in 3D. Shara doesn't do 3D, it gives her vertigo. So, I was like, you know, I'll just go see it in 3D. So, like, not only did I see this movie, but well, 3D full. would be interesting, actually, this would be. And, and it was good 3D. Like, I've seen bad 3D movies, but this one, this one worked really well. And, and you know, seeing the big mega kaiju, you know, rise up in the buildings and the depth to that it. That would have like, been pretty cool. Like, it, it, it really amplified the effect. But I, I still found enough substance in it that I found it enjoyable. Um, I I guess I get why people didn't like it as much as the first one. More I think, monster porn. I think it would have been cooler <laughs> if they could have gotten Charlie Hunnam back as Raleigh Beckett. Yes,
0: that would
2: have been awesome. They didn't. I mean, they couldn't. He wasn't interested. I don't think, or
1: they weren't. I really think he play. was
2: doing that. King Arthur. King Arthur movie. Which, which no one remembers. Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> no one should remember. Because they
1: make one every two years. <laughs> when they're not making a new Robin Hood movie, which nobody else talks about that new one either. So I well, didn't even
0: know there was a new there's one. There's multiple
1: new <laughs> ones. They made one with Jamie Foxx, and I think people are just kind of tired of Jamie Foxx. So.
0: Okay, so... um, Is there anything else you guys want to discuss?
1: We were looking at... Uh, knockoff movies on Amazon yeah, oh, Yes, ago. Atlantic Rim I saw
2: Atlantic Rim I He painful. loved it <laughs> Sometimes really bad movies can Are be fun. fun and sometimes they're just painful yeah.
1: I'll, I'll see if I can find the first one at the library because Atlantic Rim Resurrection is yeah. on Amazon Prime. It is, it is, we should watch that
0: one well, I told Nolan he was like, I want to watch, I the first one.
1: watch it <laughs> well, Along with I, thought I and Hornet I morphers and Hornet.
0: <laughs> Transmorphers is one that Michael Michael Brent Collings talked about. I think I remember. Transformers you guys and Transmorphers.
2: That. Yeah. Right. He's like I I think they're trying to get sued so that they can get some free <laughs> publicity.
0: Publicity, <laughs> yeah.
1: Dang, that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not plagiarizing. I'm not, I'm not getting sued hard enough. You
2: should be Stefan King. <laughs> and like you should
1: King spelled K. Let's see. Yeah, how just like my, my author picture would be a picture of Stephen King, like but in blackface or something, like <laughs> Stephangelo King. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and do takeaways and trivia, um, if that's all right with you guys. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So takeaways. I mean, not takeaway, trivia. Oh, I loved this Pacific Rim. This is going to be for both movies. This is awesome. Uh, around a hundred kaiju's and a hundred Jaegers. Jaegers were designed, and every week the filmmakers voted on their favorites. That's cool. That's
1: a dedication. Um, um,
2: if you have the special edition Blu-ray, which we do, they show a bunch more.
1: I want to see the art book for this now.
2: Yeah, it's good. This yeah.
0: Is... Um. Let's see.
1: I remember. They the actually
2: one. the the kaiju's were going to look like the precursors initially which would not have been good
1: no i think it's cool they went with big nasty gnarly monsters uh, i remember when the movie came out part of the uh the viral ad campaign was this like little app or something that you mm-hmm. could generate your own jaeger and they must have i wonder if they use those models to like yeah. say this and then you just put whatever country it's from and it'll make like a name for you so like new zealand's was i don't know backwards upside down land I
0: <laughs> okay, so Middle you know the year. part where Gypsy does when she slams her fist through the building? Uh-huh. That everything in that building was made using 3D printers. Thought Nolan would appreciate that. Okay, so the the sound that the kaijus made, they use um, hundreds of layers of animal roars and growls. They filtered them, sped them up, and slowed them down to make the sound. But then they also added um, Guillermo del Toro and the editor, the sound editor, they actually added their voices to it to make them sound intelligent.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah,
0: that's kind of cool, right? It is cool. Nolan, you've, you're the one who told me how they made the Tyrannosaurus Rex noise, right? Oh, yeah, the mating <laughs> elephant <service. Yes.
1: laughs> It sounds like an elephant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the way they designed the 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 aliens, they or sorry, the giant monsters, they designed them to possibly look like they could be monster suits that people wore, oh. because they wanted to throw back to the original
1: <laughs> kaiju films. That's good. Which were literally people wearing monster suits?
0: Okay, this is really funny, Nolan. Um, Hungary, they couldn't; they had to change the name of Gypsy because <laughs> it was offensive to people in Hungary. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So they actually called it Gypsy, but they didn't translate to Roma because Roma is what the Gypsies are called yeah. in
1: Hungary. And they're largely UK. yeah.
0: So Nolan is a Gypsy. So
1: Hitano. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. So they they spent weeks discussing the physics of the of the creatures, and they actually talked about how like how air displacement when the the Jaegers or the kaiju would like the displacement for the skyscrapers as they walked past. Like they try to make it as. Physical
1: if, if something that big moved in between the buildings Yeah, exactly yeah. Be like that wind tunnel Making
2: everything
0: Oh yeah, so they actually they. This was the first time most people on set Made a set, created a set using Forklifts and jackhammers Ooh. Oh, to break up all the- Yeah, to make it, yeah
1: I could do that. And
0: they use real materials um, for most of the set instead of fake like cardboard or, you know, styrofoam. Styrofoam, read. yeah. And then I love this one Ron Perlman, he kept the shoes that he, you know, the gold <laughs> shoes, but guess what? His wife melted them down and made them into high heels. Who <laughs> <laughs> wore those high heels? Um Mako Mori is supposed to be younger than Stacker. She's the actress is only 8 years younger than Idris Elba. Oh, it's a good thing she's only
1: his adopted daughter. <laughs> <laughs> No kidding.
0: Good comment, Graham. Good comment. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and the screenwriter, the other screenwriter, went through 15 drafts of the script.
1: Wow. Yeah. I just remembered something about Idris Elba and Rinko Kikuchi. Um, well, not about them, but the age gap between them reminded me uh, Max Martini, who plays Hercules Hansen, who's totally Australian, mm-hmm. he's not. Uh, wow. him and the guy who plays his son, they're only 13 years apart. Yeah. And, and Max Martini was kind of annoyed when he found out like, here's your co-worker Like, here's your, here's your, uh, supporting actor or whatever. And, and by the way, like, he's supposed to be your son. He's like, okay, did I, you know, meet his teacher or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's awful.
0: Uh, okay. So when Mako falls into her memory of being attacked as a little girl, they, the transition from the cockpit of the Jaeger to the Japanese street was done on one set. Which is pretty cool. There's not they didn't piece things together, and then the countdown to the explosion—the one-minute countdown—is actually one mm-hmm. full minute.
1: Yeah. I love it when. Oh, they do that. hey, not like those movies where it's like, oh, we got thirty seconds, and two minutes later, it's
0: yeah. Um, Raleigh, the character, what's the actor? Actually, what's his face? Charlie, Hunter. Charlie Hunter. He uh, auditioned for the role of Thor. That would have been okay. He was cast Maybe as. Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey, but had to sh- drop out three weeks before shooting. That would have been all right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, good for him. Okay, what is his name? Har- Hunnam. 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 He auditioned for the role of Anakin Skywalker, the older Anakin. I so wish they would have put him in there. It,
2: it doesn't because matter. Because I am role not
0: attracted not. to what's his face. And I think oh, you mean? A oh, you
2: mean that one? I thought you yeah, the kid. No, the no, not one. the kid
1: in episode two. Yeah. And you know who yeah. else auditioned for Thor? Who? Uh, aside from Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, I heard that one. And I kid you not, you can find the videos on YouTube. Tom Hiddleston, no, auditioned for Thor. Like, no. there's there's videos of him with like you know his shirt flowing open and like the, he's got a long blonde wig and he's like swinging the hammer around and stuff. Like Tom Hiddleston auditioned to play Thor.
0: Um, not really okay with that. But no. <laughs> he, he, he
1: needed to gain
2: like 100
0: pounds. <laughs> This actually might be why why they didn't actually kiss. Um, Charlie is a germaphobe. He doesn't like to do kissing scenes in movies. Yeah, Del Toro liked writing the scientists the best in Pacific Rim. They were his favorite characters. Did I already say that earlier? Yes. They're his favorite God characters. kind of reminds
1: me of uh, Dr. What's his The guy from Hellboy 2 in the diving suit, Dr. Kraut. Remember? Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. I forget his. That's the ghost guy.
1: Oh, it was, the, the oh, ghost. He, he calls him Dr. Kraut. He's like, it's Dr. Kraut. He goes, oh, right, SS." <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, <"Hey>, s It's <laughs> the um, One last bit of trivia. This is funny. This is for Pacific Rim 2. It said, in just three days, it became the 11th highest grossing film of 2018 as of March 25th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not impressive. I'm sure that, I'm sure that went down <laughs> the rest of the I'm it. like I mean, 11th in March. Well, I mean...
1: <laughs> Infinity War did come out like a month later, so...
0: But, I mean, March is the beginning. I mean, if it was 11th of the whole year, that would be more impressive than a 11th of March. Still better than
1: that Tomb Raider reboot they tried. Right? Oh, jeez.
0: Okay, all right. Takeaways. Nolan, hit um, it. it.
2: It's fine to just write action sh- movies and shows and books. It's okay to just have a really big action. Game.
0: And not try to get interpersonal? or No, I think I that's mean.
2: good to have interpersonal, too. Uh, and this is maybe not a takeaway for books, but... Mm-hmm. We have infinite ability to show you whatever you want. Have a plot too, maybe, and some character mm. development. Because uh, I, have, I have like a hundred sci-fi movies from like the fifties, and they have like the worst sets ever, but they actually bother to tell a story. And they're fun well, to watch. And if some of them are quite well, like those the werewolf
0: stories. ones, um, Wolfman stories, they're fun.
2: They're actually good stories that don't have near the budget these did, and if they had that much, like, angst and stuff in these ones, you know, like, the, how the characters... Tr- the
0: tension, the drama. Yeah,
2: he's like a real person, and he's got real problems, and, I'm, you know, he's not, but you know what I mean. And then, then put special effects on it, it would be fantastic, but yeah. they've just forgotten any sort of...
0: Okay, I'm gonna make you tie it back to writing.
2: I can't, so... <laughs> uh, sure. It's okay to do both. Like, it's okay to write action and have it be meaningful. Yeah. And action, action can be can be meaningful. Don't forget that you can do that. It's not just fluff. Yeah. I mean, it can be, but it can also have a purpose and yeah. actually drive plot and actually affect characters. And the characters affect the action back and all that. Because they'll make different decisions based on it.
0: That's your first takeaway. What's your second? I don't have a
2: second one. Fine. Continuity. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Continuity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, these were written by two different people. It feels like it. Um I think that's
0: my biggest problem with mm-hmm. is it just feels like it's a different. Well, I mean, they almost. at least the robots and the kaiju's felt like they were from the same movie. They I mean, did. Yes. You know, so there have been movies where like the next movie they're totally different. You know, totally different yeah, types really of monsters. really different. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was your vision, this is my vision. Right, okay. well, Graham, you want to sum up your takeaways again?
1: Spectacle and substance. I mean, if you can if you can find a way to manage the readers or the viewers expectations of something. I hate to say low quality or low caliber. If you like, manage their expectations, keep them, keep them low, but let them expect to enjoy themselves, but then deliver very highly in the areas where they didn't expect, mm-hmm. then, then you'll, you'll really leave a longer lasting impression uh, with them. I think that is probably why, you know, going back to all the Marvel movies, which I, I compare a lot of things to, um, all of the Marvel movies, we expected them to be good. Mm-hmm. The ones that really knocked our socks off were the ones that we, you know, I personally enjoy more. I think Winter Soldier, out of all twenty-two of the first run, is probably the best one because I still expected it to be good. The trailers made it look like it was going to be a 70s style spy caper, and I knew there was going to be some action and stuff. But there was there was some depth to it and some third act reveals and plot twists and like deeper things going on that I did not expect and that were so well done that uh, just left such a a stronger impression on me. The same thing happened with Pacific Rim. I walked in expecting to see giant robots punching giant monsters, and I didn't really care what the reason was, and then they gave me a really good reason, and that made it so much better.
0: Yeah, I like that. I agree with that. Okay, so my two takeaways are pay attention to details. So the robots have grit and grime on them, and it doesn't look fake. It looks like it's actually been in the action. The kaijus, when they land, their bellies shake you know, like they're heavy, they show little things. And then walking between the skyscrapers, having the air displacement, you know, they, they put attention to the details to make it feel legitimate. Because I mean, if you pull those things out, it makes it feel plastic, you know,
1: and you can get plastic on sci-fi channel at (laughs) 2am. Yes.
0: Um, so yeah. So Pull pull that in. So, like with writing, the senses bring readers into the story using the senses. Like have good description. Uh, my th- don't uh, obsess with it and don't over, like don't overwrite. Don't put too much in because then it starts Robert to move Jordan's into turning is no. Is great. Well, then it moves to more like literary fiction. If you yeah. put too much of the senses in, then it feels like it's poetic instead of commercial. Which I write commercial,
1: and nobody reads poetic.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it's true poetic okay. can't be commercial <laughs> <laughs> no. zing okay my second takeaway is these both these movies are great examples of conflict struggles trials the trifel cycle they're constantly trying to beat and they're constantly getting beaten down and that's good you want your main characters to I mean the second one wasn't as good for me but I still they're still getting beaten up they're still trying to figure out what's going on they're getting their crap kicked out of them a lot you know I mean on the very individual level Jake you know when he gets arrested that's him trying to escape and not escaping. And so they, they both have great examples of the, that conflict and that try to, you know, to succeed and then failing at it. which And that's what makes movies interesting. You can't just succeed at the very first try because that you don't have a movie or a story at that point. All right, Nolan, uh, let's go ahead and tie things up. Where can people find you?
2: Um, at uh, On Instagram, at artwithnolan.
1: Mm-hmm. Graham. Um, uh, I'm also on Instagram at DreadPennies. Uh, you can see my artwork there. And I neglected to mention this last time. I am the host and producer of the Brother Trucker Book Club podcast. Brother Trucker. That's awesome. Mondays and <laughs> Wednesdays, I make book recommendations. Of Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> that's a big Mondays. commitment. They're not long episodes. I keep okay. 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. And usually I'll do... Is about, this why you're burning out on writing? I mean, on reading? No. Well, I'm burning out on reading because I keep finding crap, crap books to read. yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm just doing this first year of the podcast and then I'll reevaluate at the end. But I'll, I'll cover anything from, you know, fiction that I have read or or whether it was a long time ago recently. I do a lot of nonfiction, whether it's stuff cool. for research or stuff I just found fascinating. So I try to find books that I have enjoyed or learned something from and share it with people and explain um, why.
0: Okay. So, yeah, Brother Trucker, it, it kind of feels like it would be geared to
1: Brother Truckers. Well... But is it geared to more? It's geared towards everybody. Uh, Everybody. Everybody. So everybody is your target audience. Anybody and everybody. Who enjoys reading, probably. Yeah, and, and if... If a book is, is, you know, geared towards children, if it's middle grade, but I enjoyed it, I, enjoyed it, I mentioned that. If yeah. it's if it's more, you know, for an adult audience, I'll mention, you know, content warnings on language and violence, things mm-hmm. like that, just to say, you know. Those if, erotica books that you read and yeah, recommend. No, no, no. Only the violence. I don't mention the erotica. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I talk about those and, and uh, I end up covering a lot of audio books because as a trucker, that's most of what I read. And then the Friday episode is where I tell stories from my career as a trucker. Nice. So I kind of bring Oh, it it's circuit. three times a week then. Yeah. Where are you finding time? I mean, because editing and everything. Sunday nights, I go down to my office and uh, I'll make a list of the books that I'm going to cover for the week. I'll do you know a five-minute segment on, on four books, five minutes per book. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll do a 10 or 15-minute segment where I, I just think of a story and, and just speak off the top of my head extemporaneously. I do very few uh, edits, I usually do it in one take. It's mm-hmm. just to to kind of keep it real, keep it natural, keep the flow going. And then... Uh, yeah, we don't do more than one take. If we have to do more than one take, then... Well, and looking at your guys' setup here, it's way more elaborate than mine. I do it all from my phone, from an app on mm-hmm. my phone. I use Anchor. This is just audacity. I, I, it's a free download. But I don't have to go back through that and, and edit and splice things together and stuff. I, I, I don't splice. I just cut out things I, that I, he says that. that's inappropriate.
0: <laughs> like you heard
1: the but, comments but, he's made that I'm going to cut that our listeners won't have heard. No, I won't hear them until the listeners hear them. <laughs> if did. the listeners didn't hear it, it never happened. <laughs> so, but yeah, Brother Trucker Book Club. Check it out for uh, for books you might want to read or or use for research or what have you. And if you want to hear real awesome trucker stories, I also recently started doing a, a monthly mailbag. Had a couple of guys ask about trucker bombs, which you'll have to listen to the episode to see what those are. Trucker bombs. Yeah. Try Is not. that like trucker speed? it's very different from trucker <laughs> speed, which I will explain on next month's mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, brother trucker book club. Check it out.
0: All right. And book, promotions and more group and email me at andreatselfpublestrong.com. Um, my Patreon supporters, I'm now up to like 20 something on my reader side, which is cool. And, that was an update. I'm so tired. I just went into update mode. We need to tie up. Nolan's like, we need to tie up. We've been going for
1: like two hours now. Our kids are probably all killing each other. in in They probably probably already have
0: killed each other. So anyway, so yeah. um, Hope you enjoyed this episode and yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.